0: Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today we have Cohen Géron uh, with us today. He is the founder and CEO of Hovala, uh, which is an online dating management company. I'm definitely looking forward to diving into this uh, conversation. Uh, but before doing so, Cohen, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing amazing. I'm having a great day. So that's the best.
0: Cohen, thank you very much for being on the show. Like I said, there's a lot of things we're going to geek out about because when I started researching you being on the show and looked at what you're doing within your business, which is helping busy entrepreneurs figure out their dating game. you know These are people that are working 60, 80 hours a week. And I know a lot of our listeners are in that bowl. And maybe there are a certain point in their life that, hey, you know what? It's not only about business, but personal life has to be there. And that is something that we lack. And I'm saying we, because I feel like, I don't know how you got on this podcast. I don't know if it was my mom that spoke to my booking agency and got you onto this specifically (laughs) for me. So I'm definitely interested to dive into all of that. But before doing so, I gave a small introduction of who you are and what you do. But do you mind unpacking that for our viewers and listeners?
1: Yes. So my name is Kungeron. I'm from the Netherlands originally, and I run an online dating management company. So what we do at our business is we help busy entrepreneurs and professionals in general who work a lot of hours, like sixty to eighty hours, as you said, and we support them with their online dating ventures. So how does that exactly look? It looks like we take over the dating profile of entrepreneurs. We um, boost them, we improve them, we make sure that the pictures get edited, we get make sure that he gets better pictures, so we pin the whole profile and then we actually do the um, swiping as well for our clients and we do the texting as well for our clients, so we pretty much take over as much from the process as possible so the client can spend his, um, his time on what he's good at, his business, you know, the things that people pay money for and also the things that make sure that there's food on the table for all the people that he's taking care of So because he is sacrificing so many things, what we do is we come in and help them with their romantic success.
0: This is, Cohen, this is so crazy. As you're saying this, I'm like, why didn't I ever think of this? Because this is such a demand. Like I truly believe in that there is this demand in this market for this, because what you just explained is truly my life. So I'm I'm sure there's other people that are resonating with that. But before diving into all that and kind of getting into the nitty gritty exactly of what you do and how you could support uh, the people and as well finding out what are their like success rate through using your services, tell me how you came up with this idea. Is this something you use because you were somebody that was busy in entrepreneurship? And if so, uh, are yes. you still single now? What's all that aspect like? Tell us how that aspect happened.
1: Yeah yeah, great question. And that is that is exactly the reason how I got here because i I've been in online marketing for years, and I, I used to build uh, websites like affiliate websites. So what we would do is we would have a, an, a website about certain things. So we would uh, compare products to each other. So let's say televisions, for example, and we would guide the customer to which one is the best. So I use that uh, traffic source was SEO. And then we would send them to Amazon where they can buy the TV, right? That's that's what I used to do. And I, I was living in Thailand at the time. And I was pretty good, like talking to girls, like going to bars and all that kind of stuff. But you need to make sacrifices when you're serious about your business. So I couldn't be going partying five times a week. Like that's like, that's not possible, right? It takes too much time and effort and it's, it's not good for your, for your health either. So I was doing online dating. I was doing Tinder and I was trying to get matches and setting up the dates, but it just did not go very smooth. It did not go very well. And that kind of frustrated me. And I was like, this is annoying. Like, I kind of know how to talk to girls, but I'm not having the success that I should have. I think I should have. I, I need to have, I want to have, right? So then I realized, okay, there's like a hole in this market. And I was like, okay, I might fix this in the future one day. If I can start the next project. I'll debate if I should start this project or just build another website. And then I reached to a point where a project was finishing up. And I was like, let me start this one. Because this is what I'm really passionate about and what I really think people need.
0: Cohen, I mean, that is a great story. And on the latter part of the first question So what happened with your dating life? And sorry, I feel like we're going to go into your personal life here, but it's like correlated (laughs) to your business. So I have to ask you, are you single? Once you figured it out, did you get, you know, uh, uh, like a significant other in your life? Did you outsource that?
1: Did you build a business? Then you outsourced for your personal life. Like how did that aspect happen for you? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like I, I met a girl through an online dating app. And because I know what to do, we had like a very fun and, 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 like a fun very fun interaction and that went for one thing led to another thing and she had a similar lifestyle as me because I've, I've traveled to like i've lived in over 10 different countries and she was also able to work remotely because i i have a large checklist of all the things a girl needs to have in order for her to fit in my life and she just had so many of those checklists that i was like okay let's let's just make it happen so yeah i've, I've been uh, kind of settled down now
0: That is amazing, Cohen. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, And tell me about like, right now, like how many customers do you have? Is this something that like, you know, a lot of people are going into? Like, what's your structure with the employees? How do you guys text message, which is one thing I want to ask as well uh, in a few seconds, but tell me like, what's the structure of the business? How many employees do you have? And how many people do you guys serve right now within your community?
1: Yeah, so right now, like uh, right now, we serve about ten to twenty customers, and the thing with our clients is like they don't stay f- with us for a year in general. The average customer duration is like three months. That's kind of like the, the 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 spot whatever it takes for somebody to get a relationship. And when they get a relationship, they don't need us. <laughs> like we we don't help them any further than a relationship. You know, after that point, they have to they're on their own. So that's kind of like what we do for a, a clientele. Um, we've had we've dealt with women, but it's mostly majority is men, but it's kind of like similar with business owners, right? Like most business owners are men. Um, and with, with texting, yeah. So that's like the, I think that's like the most uh, important and also the most complicated aspect of our business because um, I cannot do everything myself, obviously. So I have staff, but the staff need to be able to communicate for the clients and they need to be, so they need to have a very high level of, communication and understanding how texting works on dating apps. So that's also where I spend my time. And I also created like a whole course where I explain everything, but even uh, um, after people take the course, they're not at the level that that we are at at a service because it just takes so much expertise to know what's going on and having the right lines and what to say and what not to say and all those kinds of things. So yeah, that's, that's one of the challenges with our, with our business. That's, that's okay. Sure. This
0: is so interesting. So now, cause I think, Everything is uber brilliant to what you explain. Like I said, this is, I feel like mm-hmm. like in my perspective, because I'm literally an ideal like a target client for what you're kind of uh, working towards. But the one question I would have as a consumer is how do we keep it authentic? What do I mean by that? Is we're getting all the process done. You're doing the swiping, which yeah, yeah. I feel like that's okay. But once you're starting a conversation with somebody that you see with your team that, oh, this could be a good match for our customer here, How do you keep the conversation authentic and how do you make it that the girl is comfortable in this or the guy or whoever you're talking to is comfortable with this because at a certain point, do they know, do they not know, you know, it's a very intimate moment within people's lives. And if you're having that conversation, like how do you even get to know your customers to know how they, you know, ride or whatever. So there's that aspect. So how do you create Mm. an intimate, like that intimate Mm. approach?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question and that's like one of the biggest struggle points that well, struggle points is the big biggest question that we in general we get and there's multiple ways to view a view of this well first what we do uh, for our clients is we first have a document where they know down all their preferences so we can make like an avatar of like their ideal um, their ideal target right like who is the woman that he really wants to settle down with that stuff but we also do the other side so we also um let's say for you we would figure out okay what are your hobbies like where do you live like where do you grow up like so we're able to make a model of who you are as a person right and so what I always one one example i always give is like with all the girls you're going to talk about your hobbies for example right let's say your hobby is golf what makes, what makes a difference if you tell me your hobby is golf and I tell it to 100 girls or you tell all the 100 girls that your hobby is golf? The only difference is that with me, you just save a lot of time versus the same thing that you're going to say anyway. And like, we are even able, for example, when we have clients that come on that have used uh, Tinder, Bumble, that have used dating platforms before, we're able able to log into their accounts, read their messages, of course, only the ones that they they want us to read. And then we're able to use those messages in our texting. So we take the message that the client sends, and and, and we pimp it. So we improve it a little bit. So it fits into our model. And then we send it out. So it's exact one on one word on word it's exactly what the client would say. It's just done by us, right? That's kind of like it.
0: Okay. So that was great. I I like your explanation in that regards. Now, here's my counterpart or the question that I have. Once these clients get into this process and then there's the date, obviously you guys are not the one that's doing the dating. It's your clients, right? Now, have your clients told these people that you're dating that they use these types of service or they wait until the relationship gets X, Y, and Z? What's the response on that? And because I feel like, you know, if you, you get on a date and then I, during the first date, this kind of comes up. Yeah. I use a service to get to this point and now I'm dating you. Would they feel like, Oh my God, this is weird. And you're weird and I don't want to continue dating you or whatever the case is. <laughs> yeah, what are some responses? Have you gotten that that's experience that's with right. your clients feedback yeah, yeah, yeah. in regards to their first dates?
1: Yeah. So in, there's two options, right? One is you tell it. And other way of, other method is you wouldn't tell it because there's not that big of a difference between, um, uh, I'm saying it in, in such a regard. It's like we're just reproducing the message that they have sent. And then also another fact is there's such a big discrepancy. Like some people are like, but wouldn't they know that, that somebody else is texting for me? And then I always ask, right? Like you send a lot of messages back and forth with people, a lot of emails. Like you email a person and then you meet them face to face and the person is always different. There's such a big difference nowadays with how people portray themselves online versus how reality, you're not able to To match that fully, it's like nobody has like a correlated avatar online versus in real life, so there's always discrepancy. So our client never gets, "Whoa, you're so much different." Because in general, people, everybody's different. The girl is different as well. The girl can be like, "Oh, look at me," and I'm all confident, and then you meet her on a date, and she just she sits there and she sits there very nervously, you know. So there's such a big discrepancy that you don't really notice that there's somebody else who is doing the texting and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of that, that's the option, you know, and it's very easy to say to look at it as like it's not very ethical or to say like, oh, it's a bad thing. But, you know, like we 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 serve the people who are trying to make the world a better world. Right. let let's let's take Elon Musk as an example. Would you think it, the average time a person spends on online dating is 45 hours? Would you think it would be a good, good investment of his time if he would spend 45 hours a month on something he's not good at at all? just to just to meet somebody just to have a face-to-face interaction with somebody is that worth it
0: okay so the answer is no 100 percent not worth mm-hmm. it for somebody in this position so okay let, let me let me just take a little step back because first and foremost Coin, you are a great communicator and great salesperson because you know your product and everything that I'm kind of throwing your way in a very like, uh, you know, friendly way. <laughs> you're responding in a very, not yeah. only eloquent way and passionate way, but in a way that I'm truly resonating with. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, you're absolutely right. Like there is a huge discrepancy when you're texting with somebody than when you meet them in person. The texting is kind of like the barrier of our society now to get to someone's dating, then to meeting them in person. And unfortunately, back in the day, that barrier wasn't as present because we used to meet people either in a face-to-face approach or at a community event or even pick up a phone and have a yeah. conversation with a person it's going to tell you so much more of that individual than through text. So everything you're saying, I'm like, all oh, right, okay. I, I'm seeing it and I'm understanding it in regards to, I don't believe that it is wrong in any sense of the way. And if the person's comfortable telling them at a certain point, Hey, I got to this point with the service that makes perfect sense. But like you said, it is a very specific type of people. Now, you said that it takes 45 hours per month for somebody on mm-hmm. average to be on these dating apps uh, to kind of do their yeah. thing and to meet people. And I 100% understand now like that, that aspect. And I'm like, if you're running a very successful business, you have to be willing to put time in place. So your service makes perfect sense. Uh, okay, so Cohen, if we shifted towards the business side, entrepreneur side of this business in itself, what are some... Things that you are seeing that you can do differently to get more clients, or what are some approaches to kind of get more notice? Because, like I said, this is the first time I'm hearing of this type of services, and I'm really happy about it. But what are some of the realities that you're facing as a business owner to grow this? And tell us as well how long you've been doing this uh, in itself.
1: Yeah, so I've been doing it for a couple of years, and um, the biggest problem, like you stated, is people don't even know it exists. So if you look up, for example, the search volume for online dating outsourcing management, it's not even 100 searches a month. That's how small the market is because people don't know it exists because it's a fairly new service to, 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 to exist because it comes within like online dating, right? Like back in the days, you would go to a matchmaker. That matchmaker would be like, oh, you look like a nice like, nice person. They would have a stack of, let's say, 500 women that they can potentially match you with. And, and that's how it went. And you paid like a hefty fine to go on three dates in half a year, right? Like that, that's how it used to go, you know? Now, if, 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 if things aren't going well, you get three days in a month. So that's the difference because our market pool is so much bigger because we're, right now we're able to use all the different dating platforms for, for customers. So like having the client understand it is definitely the, 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 one of the biggest things. Having them understand like, hey, what do you guys exist? That's also like why podcasting works very well because mm-hmm. right now we have time to explain what it is exactly and why it might really work out for you.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, that, that makes perfect sense. And a lot of new businesses that are kind of coming in in a new industry, even though it's not a new industry a dating world, but it's very pivoted to what you're doing, like you said, from that yeah. physical approach back in the day, now to what you're talking about, it comes down to the base of educating the consumer. And that's exactly what you're doing. And like you said, I truly do believe that podcast is the best way to do so, so much so that I actually have a podcast agency within my company, because that's how I grow my speaking and coaching business as well. Because like you mentioned, you're not just going, I don't know, 30 seconds on TikTok or on Instagram reels or doing short stories. You actually have 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour to really communicate the actual ideology of the service, which people will understand better. So I truly love that. Now, if we take it back to the dating aspect, now you guys are definitely experts in the dating world and texting world. What would you suggest for an entrepreneur that is potentially looking to, Hey, start dating. And then looks at what are the best apps? What are the best approaches? And I'm, and I want you to speak to a North American uh, clientele on why I'm saying that is because I'm guessing, and I do know that different parts of the world, they utilize certain uh, applications for different reasons, such as like, I don't know if you want, I don't know, just have fun is one particular application. If you want something more serious is another one, so on and so forth. What would you suggest for somebody that wants to start dabbling into getting into a dating app? Which are the ones that you've liked the best and what you've got the best response from?
1: Yeah. So right now, if you're looking for a more serious relationship in North America, it's more, mostly uh, bubble and H. It's yeah. city depending and there's a lot of um, different variables, but in general, those are the two uh, biggest ones for more serious dating. At the same time, um, there are people who are on multiple platforms. There are lots of people who are on multiple platforms. We, of course, are also on multiple platforms for our clients because it just makes a lot of sense. So you will have some overlap, but those two are like the easiest ones. And then I would just um, suggest installing the app, spending every time, every day, spending some time um, on the app. And then if you want, uh, you can invest into having boosts and making sure your profile gets seen by more people. But in general, if you have the capacity to um, make the process easier, uh, you need to do that. You you need to invest something into it. And if you cannot invest a lot of time, because remember, the competition is spending 45 hours Um, a month on it then potentially invest some money into it doesn't necessarily mean our service but just coaching getting better photos it's just an overall good investment
0: okay so okay so you you, so you alluded to a couple things and i i do agree with the the two you mentioned over there bumble and hinge in that regards and like i said uh, I'm, I'm very much new into this game. And like I said, I'm the target market, I think for you. And let me just kind of unpack that I'm 33. I'm blessed to have grown my, my business. And now I'm in a position that I have colleagues and employees within the business. So I could delegate it a bit more. And for so long, I wasn't at all looking to date, or I like, wasn't even looking at that because I was just so concentrated in the business. And now on the aspect, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Let's kind of, you know, get to that because you want to have the family life and all that fun stuff. And what I've noticed yeah. is that, certain applications have a better return than others. For me, I'm getting so much more hits on Hinge than Bumble. And then I'm like, why is this? Like, I don't think that, you know, it's the same picture, same approach. I'm like, why is one giving me significantly more return than the other? And I'm like, hey, is there something wrong here? And if somebody told me that you have to pay as a guy in Bumble for you to get any type of significant uh, reach with the people that you're Let's say you know yeah. the app with. I can I elaborate your, your opinion that. on I can that.
1: Elab- yes. Yeah. So uh reality is, girls get swiped ten times more than guys, right? Mm-hmm. So there's ten guys, technically speaking, competing for one girl. That's kind of like how it does. Like eighty percent of all the women swipe on the top twenty percent of guys. So that's number one. But that that's besides. That's not relevant to the point of like why paying makes sense is because they are like, oh, we have all these guys, They are hungry for more matches. What should we do? Well, we build a wall in front of it and the wall says, pay at the door, pay a fine. Your entry fee to more matches is, is money because like, why would they give a lot of matches to somebody who's not paying? Form a business model. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And these companies, they are on the stock market. They have investors. So do investors want a return on investment okay so so essentially what you see as well what you see when new dating apps emerge they try to gain following and the way that they do is they invest a lot of money in advertising at the same time they create a great user experience all the people flock to the app for example that happened with tinder every person flocked to the app and then the app is like start paying more start paying more start paying more then they go to the next app next example app is bumble everybody goes to bumble oh i'm getting tons of matches everything is going well bumble is like ha We want money. (laughs) So they they start introducing features here, features there, features for everything. And then everybody moves like, hey, Bumble isn't working anymore. Let me move to hinge. So there's like an iteration between apps where you kind of need to move to the new app. You can still have some success, but yeah.
0: Okay, so essentially, like you said, the paying model for a gentleman is, is almost necessary depending which app you're using and where they are within their growth of their business. Because like you said, it's kind of the pay to play model. And at the same time, I guess kind of makes sense in regards to if you're somebody that's serious and wants to be in a relationship and you're willing to pay, I guess that shows one extra step of like, Hey, this person's serious and wants to be with somebody. Yeah. So it
1: kind of creates that discrepancy over there. Uh, yeah, it's also like we're used to everything free, but like you also pay for Spotify and other Netflix, right? So if you pay for Spotify and Netflix, why would the app for dating be free? You know, there's a stigma around paying for dating apps. There's a big stigma around it. You know, like when you do it, people think like, oh, you pay for really? You need to pay for, you know, so there's I think so, a stigma.
0: So that you're absolutely right. Because the ideology you have and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like, hey, if you're paying for dating apps, it means you have no game or you can't get anything. But I'm like, yeah. as I'm seeing, like I said, these two different discrepancies in my personal life with two apps, I'm like, hey, there, there's something wrong here. Because it's the same person, same pictures, yeah. and it's not at all the same return. So like you said, it's algorithm. Once you pay for one, I'm sure they boost it a bit more. So they see it more, uh, the, you know, the, the opposite sex or whoever you're you're into, and then they're able to, to swipe on you or whatever more. That makes perfect sense. Cohen, my next question over here in regards to the entrepreneurship uh, side of things is so it's obvious that you're somebody that's very sharp and bright and you know where you're going within your business. And there's a lot to learn with people's successes and people's gain in business, but I truly believe you learn more from your own failures and people's failures. So my question to you is, what is something within your business right now that is going difficult or there's place to optimize? And what are you thinking about or what are you planning to do to fix that situation going forward to grow the business and beyond?
1: Yeah, so one of the things I struggle with a lot with is as as a business owner in 2022 when there's everything is possible is what you, what are you going to do, right? Like what's your strategy of approach? Plus if you have a growing business, right? I already have like things figured out that I would love to have in 5 years and I don't mean cars. I mean like how the service would develop to generate uh, better ROI for the clients. How how to create an even better service that doesn't exist and make bells and whistles, right? But at the same time Um, that creates like um, too many options. So you have too many options and too many possibilities. So I think as a business owner, what's really important is that you keep focus of like, what are my core activities that I need to do? What are the KPIs that are related to that activity and make sure that you do them. So, for example for mine it was content like I've, I've i've done all kinds of different content and then one time i was like oh i'm gonna go full out on youtube and i'm gonna I'm like no i'm gonna create high quality videos youtube youtube you know like video essays that are like way harder today to, to make that take like 40 hours you know and then you're like oh, now i'm gonna create some shorts for instagram and tiktok and uh, youtube so you're all over the place but what is very important is that you create like a structure of like okay I'm going to do this specific thing and I'm going to do it for the next 6, 12 to 18 months, only this thing. And if I come across other things, that's fine. You can do that after the, let's say, the first three to four hours. So right now, every day is blocked three to four hours content. And that's all things like shorts or YouTube videos or everything other related to to the things that I need to produce. And after that, I can have client calls, other uh, podcasts, you name it, all those kind of things can come after that first four hours.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So, structuring your schedule to be more persistent in what you need to do first, and then everything else could go uh, on about, and being very specific on what output you want to put for your social media reach. Because I truly do believe we could do anything we want in this world, but we can't do everything. And sometimes Mm. you have to be, not sometimes, but most of the times you have to be extremely focused on one specific thing and develop that mastery. So, if it's YouTube, it's YouTube. If it's TikTok, it's TikTok, and so on and so forth. Cohen, my next question over here. I feel like I have to ask it. What did you think about the Tinder Swindler, which was the documentary that uh, came out about a year ago? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure you get asked about it. I want to know your perception on it. Do people think when they're coming into your service, they're like, hey, am I becoming the Tinder Swindler? Like, what's your ideology <laughs> with that aspect?
1: <laughs> Maybe I will start using that as marketing. become come now? <laughs> no. Yeah, well yeah interesting so that's the reality so it's not only the reality of online dating apps because i think it's much more structural thing related into um, how people think in the world right now with regards to like instagram for example all those things like it's um you're trying to um see other people's value based on certain things right and tinder swindler also used it off off the app right like um expensive uh, hotels and you name it private jets but people are trying to portray themselves in a certain way and that attracts people. And like he went all the way to abuse it, to try to take value out of it. Right. But like, it gets more and more normal that people uh, try to boost their value. But at the same time, like at the same time, you want to look the best, right? You don't want to look bad. You want to make sure that you wear something nice and you want all want all those kind of things. So I think it's kind of like a byproduct of, 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 of society. It's like the, Fake it till you make it, but then on extreme and then at the same time trying to extract value from the women that he was matching. Yeah. But very good question. I actually haven't gotten that question before. Very good question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I just instantly when I was looking you
0: up and one of my friends made me sit down (laughs) and watch that uh, Tinder Tinder alert and I'm like, man, I did not like it from beginning to end. I'm like, how is this even possible? I'm like, it's so like it, it was kind of like a whole weird thing, but at the same time, it showed a huge light on where we're at within our society. And I'm not saying it's bad or good, but it was just, it, for my opinion, it was like a very eye-opening in regards to that. Okay, uh, Cohen, like I said, I do want to be respectful for your time. So I want to ask you two last questions, okay? And this one I feel like is kind of important for anybody that's interested in listening to this uh, up to this point, is what are the top three things that you see people making mistakes when it comes to their online profile or trying to date somebody? And what do you suggest uh-huh. them to do? What are certain things that they could uh, tweak, make better, uh, present themselves better yeah. within on the uh, online world so then they could have the date?
1: Yeah, so profile is very important. So within profile, you need to make sure that you have decent photos. So not photos that are 15-year-old and took it on a flip phone, but photos that are fairly recent. That's just, that's just very important. Now, the second thing that you really need to do is uh, in order to get things going, you need to do the swiping and you, you need to be able to match with a certain amount of people and you, do, you need to put in the time with the swiping, but also with the texting. Because if, if you're not going to put in any time, it's very hard to succeed because people expect an interaction. If you're not going to have an interaction, you cannot send a message and then two days later, you come up with another message because that person has received 30 other messages from 30 dudes right so that's the competition that you're facing like so you need to put in the time and the third thing that you can potentially do is like learn i I think a lot of business people are pretty decent at it to be honest because a lot of business people they understand sales they start understand communication they understand those elements that are required and important for texting but if you if you don't feel very, very comfortable like just watching some youtube videos here and there so you can get a better idea of like oh what should i what should i say on the dating app so making sure that your profile looks good Invest in it, time into that. Invest time into the texting ongoing. Don't don't um, yeah, don't forget it. <laughs> it's important. And when she doesn't reply first time, you can just send another message. It's something that I, I hate to do, and it's v- very annoying, but it works. You can just follow up, saying some saying a funny line. Okay,
0: so so everything was great. You, I'm gonna highlight it and just rehighlight the last point. So first and foremost, uh, your profile. Make it up to date. Make it sharp. Make it good spend some time in it. So you have to have that conversation and kind of, you know, invest that time because it is an investment in yourself. And finally, the last thing, which is very correlated to business is if you send a message and there's no reply, don't be shy to re-reply because anybody in this world, 50% of the time, they're always going to say no. And then once you ask them again, then there's a higher percentage of chance for them to say yes. And if you just do kind of an analogy, and I'm sure, Cohen, this has already happened to you in your life, Imagine you want to go buy jeans and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go to the mall. And then you know specifically what type of jeans you want and what is your favorite store. Let's say it's, I don't know, jeans, 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 or whatever the case is. And you walk into that jean store and then the first vendor comes and is like, hey, sir, can I help you with something? Instantly, our mind is like, oh, no, I'm just looking around. Even though you specifically yeah. went to yeah. go buy those jeans, you got in your car, left your house, went to the mall, yeah. go into their store, and then you still say no. So the aspect in sales, sometimes just asking again has a higher percentage of chance of getting that yes. And then I'm sure a few minutes later, if they ask you, hey, what are you specifically looking for? Then you'll go into, this is what I'm looking for and have a higher percentage chance of doing the sale. So I love that aspect, great correlation to business. So Cohen, last thing over here, where is the best place that our listeners and viewers could connect with you after hearing this podcast? They're like, oh my God, great. I found the person that's gonna help me with my dating game. Where can Uh they reach out to you and kind of know more about your business, your services and so on?
1: Yeah. People can find us on hovalo.com. So that's H-O-V-A-L-O.com or my name, Kun Geron on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and all the platforms I'm pretty much on. So if they're interested, there's a way to reach out.
0: Beautiful. Everything you mentioned will be in the show notes below. Uh, Cohen, I truly appreciate this conversation. It definitely was a bit different from the ones we usually have, but I truly, truly liked it. And I'm going to wish you the best of luck with everything.
1: Thank you very much. It was awesome.
0: Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program and don't forget to include the hashtag peak performance greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You wanna know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didia. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.